0: Section 21 of Geneva Conventions, August 1949. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Convention Header, Part 1 General Provisions Geneva Convention, relative to the protection of civilian persons in time of war, of 12th August, 1949. The undersigned plenipotentiaries of the governments represented at the diplomatic conference held at Geneva from April 21st to August 12th, 1949, for the purpose of establishing a convention for the protection of civilian persons in time of war, have agreed as follows Part I General Provisions Article I Respect for the Convention the High Contracting Parties undertake to respect and to ensure respect for the present Convention in all circumstances. Article 2. Application of the Convention In addition to the provisions which shall be implemented in peacetime, the present Convention shall apply to all cases of declared war or of any other armed conflict which may arise between two or more of the High Contracting Parties, even if the state of war is not recognized by one of them the convention shall also apply to all cases of partial or total occupation of the territory of a high contracting party even if said occupation meets with no armed resistance although one of the powers in a conflict may not be a party to the present convention the powers who are parties thereto shall remain bound by it in their mutual relations they shall furthermore be bound by the Convention, in relation to the said power, if the latter accepts and applies the provisions thereof. Article three, Conflicts Not of an International Character In the case of armed conflict not of an international character, occurring in the territory of one of the high contracting parties, each party to the conflict shall be bound to apply as a minimum the following provisions. 1. Persons taking no active part in the hostilities, including members of the armed forces who have laid down their arms, and those placed hors de combat by sickness, wounds, detention, or any other cause, shall in all circumstances be treated humanely, without any adverse distinction founded on race, color, religion, or faith, sex, birth, or wealth, or any other similar criteria to this end the following acts are and shall remain prohibited at any time and in any place whatsoever with respect to the above-mentioned persons a violence to life and person in particular murder of all kinds mutilation cruel treatment and torture b taking of hostages c outrages upon personal dignity in particular humiliating and degrading treatment d the passing of sentences and the carrying out of executions without previous judgment pronounced by a regularly constituted court affording all the judicial guarantees which are recognized as indispensable by civilized peoples two the wounded and sick shall be collected and cared for an impartial humanitarian body such as the International Committee of the Red Cross, may offer its services to the parties to the conflict. The parties to the conflict should further endeavour to bring into force, by means of special agreements, all or part of the other provisions of the present Convention. The application of the preceding provisions shall not affect the legal status of the parties to the conflict. Article four: DEFINITION OF PROTECTED PERSONS Persons protected by the Convention are those who, at a given moment, and in any manner whatsoever, find themselves, in case of a conflict or occupation, in the hands of persons a party to the conflict, or occupying power, of which they are not Nationals. Nationals of a State which is not bound by the Convention are not protected by it, Nationals of a neutral State, who find themselves in the territory of a belligerent State, and Nationals of a co-belligerent State, shall not be regarded as protected persons, while the State of which they are Nationals has normal diplomatic representation in the State in whose hands they are. The provisions of Part Two are, however, wider in application, as defined in Article 13 persons protected by the geneva convention for the amelioration of the condition of the wounded and sick in armed forces in the field of august twelfth nineteen forty nine or by the geneva convention for the amelioration of the condition of wounded sick and shipwrecked members of armed forces at sea of august twelfth nineteen forty nine or the geneva convention relative to the treatment of prisoners of war of august twelfth nineteen forty nine shall not be considered as protected persons within the meaning of the present convention article five derogations where in the territory of a party to the conflict the latter is satisfied that an individual protected person is definitely suspected of or engaged in activities hostile to the security of the state such individual person shall not be entitled to claim such rights and privileges under the present convention as would if exercised in favour of such individual person be prejudicial to the security of such state where in occupied territory an individual protected person is detained as a spy or saboteur or as a person under definite suspicion of activity hostile to the security of the occupying power such persons shall in those cases where absolute military security so requires be regarded as having forfeited rights of communication under the present convention in each case such persons shall nevertheless be treated with humanity and in case of trial shall not be deprived of the rights of a fair and regular trial prescribed by the present convention they shall also be granted the full rights and privileges of a protected person under the present convention at the earliest date consistent with the security of the state or occupying power as the case may be article six beginning and end of application the present convention shall apply from the outset of any conflict or occupation mentioned in article two in the territory of the parties to the conflict the application of the present convention shall cease on the general close of military operations in the case of occupied territory the application of the present convention shall cease one year after the general close of military operations however the occupying power shall be bound for the duration of the occupation to the extent that such power exercises the functions of government in such territory by the provisions of the following articles of the present convention one to twelve twenty-seven twenty-nine to thirty-four forty-seven forty-nine fifty-one fifty-two fifty-three fifty-nine sixty-one to seventy-seven and one forty-three protected persons whose release repatriation or re-establishment may take place after such dates shall meanwhile continue to benefit by the present convention article seven special agreements in addition to the agreements expressly provided for in articles eleven fourteen fifteen seventeen thirty six one oh eight one oh nine one thirty two one thirty three and one forty nine the high contracting parties may conclude other special agreements for all matters concerning which they may deem it suitable to make a separate provision no special agreement shall adversely affect the situation of protected persons as defined by the present convention nor to restrict the rights which it confers upon them protected persons shall continue to have the benefit of such agreements as long as the convention is applicable to them except where express provisions to the contrary are contained in the aforesaid or subsequent agreements and where more favourable measures have been taken with regard to them by one or other of the parties to the conflict article eight non-renunciation of rights protected persons may in no circumstances renounce in part or in entirety the rights secured to them by the present convention and by the special agreements referred to in the foregoing article, if such there be. Article nine, Protecting Powers. The present Convention shall be applied with the cooperation and under the scrutiny of the Protecting Powers, whose duty it is to safeguard the interests of the parties to the conflict. For this purpose, the Protecting Powers may appoint, apart from their diplomatic or consular staff, delegates from amongst their own nationals or the nationals of other neutral powers the said delegates shall be subject to the approval of the power with which they are to carry out their duties the parties to the conflict shall facilitate to the greatest extent possible the task of the representatives or delegates of the protecting powers the representatives or delegates of the protecting powers shall not in any case exceed their mission under the present convention they shall in particular take account of the imperative necessities of security of the state wherein they carry out their duties article ten, activities of the international committee of the red cross THE PROVISIONS OF THE PRESENT CONVENTION CONSTITUTE NO OBSTACLE TO THE HUMANITARIAN ACTIVITIES WHICH THE INTERNATIONAL COMMITTEE OF THE RED CROSS OR ANY OTHER IMPARTIAL HUMANITARIAN ORGANIZATION MAY, SUBJECT TO THE CONSENT OF THE PARTIES TO THE CONFLICT CONCERNED, UNDERTAKE FOR THE PROTECTION OF CIVILIAN PERSONS AND FOR THEIR RELIEF. Article 11. SUBSTITUTES FOR PROTECTING POWERS the high contracting parties may at any time agree to entrust to an international organization which offers all guarantees of impartiality and efficacy the duties incumbent on the protecting powers by virtue of the present convention when persons protected by the present convention do not benefit or cease to benefit no matter for what reason by the activities of a protecting power or of an organization provided for in the first paragraph above the detaining power shall request a neutral state or such an organization to undertake the functions performed under the present convention by a protecting power designated by the parties to a conflict if protection cannot be arranged accordingly the detaining power shall request or shall accept subject to the provisions of this article the offer of the services of a humanitarian organization such as the international committee of the red cross to assume the humanitarian functions performed by protecting powers under the present convention any neutral power or any organization invited by the power concerned or offering itself for these purposes shall be required to act with a sense of responsibility towards the party to the conflict on which persons protected by the present convention depend and shall be required to furnish sufficient assurances that it is in a position to undertake the appropriate functions and to discharge them impartially no derogation from the preceding provisions shall be made by special agreement between powers one of which is restricted even temporarily, in its freedom to negotiate with the other power or its allies by reason of military events, more particularly where the whole or a substantial part of the territory of said power is occupied. Whenever in the present convention mention is made of a protecting power, such mention applies to substitute organizations in the sense of the present article the provisions of this article shall extend and be adapted to cases of nationals of a neutral state who are in occupied territory or who find themselves in the territory of a belligerent state in which the state of which they are nationals has not normal diplomatic representation article twelve conciliation procedure in cases where they deem it advisable in the interest of protected persons particularly in cases of disagreement between the parties to the conflict as to the application or interpretation of the provisions of the present convention the protecting powers shall lend their good offices with a view to settling the disagreement for this purpose each of the protecting powers may either at the invitation of one party or on its own initiative propose to the parties to the conflict a meeting of their representatives and in particular of the authorities responsible for protected persons, possibly on neutral territory suitably chosen. The parties to the conflict shall be bound to give effect to the proposals made to them for this purpose. The protecting powers may, if necessary, propose, for approval by the parties to the conflict, a person belonging to a neutral power, or delegated by the International Committee of the Red Cross, who shall be invited to take part in such a meeting? End of section twenty one. Recording by Maria Casper.